Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. I am a board-certified family practice doctor and a certified life and weight coach. And what I do in my business, Delane MD, is I help type 2 diabetics reverse their type 2 diabetes, come off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. So that's really what I'm passionate about. A lot of these techniques and things that I teach people about in the podcast can be applied to all sorts of issues for as far as health goes. Many people find it very helpful for weight loss. A lot of it definitely applies to weight loss. But really, my passion is to help type 2 diabetics learn to live a naturally healthy life and really start feeling fabulous. So today, we are going to talk about one of my very, very favorite topics, my very, very favorite concept to teach my clients. We are going to talk about authenticity. Because it is one of my favorite things to teach my clients, I feel like I could ramble on about it forever. So this may be a long one. So prepare yourself, make sure you got some time or if you need to come back to it when you do have more time or if you need to listen to this podcast in a couple different sessions, I don't blame you. So So let's talk about authenticity. Let's define authentic. I think that that's kind of a great place to start. And I also think that the definition of authentic is so empowering. The definition of authentic is an uh, of undisputed origin, something that is of undisputed origin. And then, of course, the definition of authenticity is the quality of being authentic. So the quality of being of an undisputed origin. I just love this definition because I really think that when you can start acting from a place that's authentic, that it's just it's awesome. You know, there's no arguing about it, right? There's no arguing. It is what it is. It's just this authentic version of you, this authentic action. I feel, and I've read about this being described in the social sciences and psychological sciences, about the authentic or the essential self versus your social self. So most of us spend time acting from our social self. Most of us in society, it's just the way we've been taught that it should be done. You have this social self that serves a lot of different things. It serves social norms, it serves expectations, it serves a lot of different things. But not always is it aligned with your essential self or your authentic self. You have an essential or an authentic self that is really this core part of you, this this inner part of you that frequently almost seems like a dream, but definitely represents all that you feel strongly about, right? So A lot of times we're not acting from that place. A lot of times we're acting from the social self that has these expectations and social norms that we're following. But what we're going to talk about a lot today is kind of how to define and learn to develop that vision of your authentic self and then learn how to advocate for that authentic self in a way that sometimes does fight against those social norms. And that's okay. So 
I had a therapist, a counselor once ask me to, she didn't use this phrase, but this is definitely what she was asking me to do. She asked where I wanted to be in 10 or 20 years. What did I want that to look like? And she asked me to really describe that vision. And so I did. I developed that vision of me. I'm going to share that vision. Recognize, obviously, your vision can be whatever you want and recognize more how ridiculous my vision is because sometimes that's really what it takes. So my vision of me was in overalls, gardening with a sun hat in the heat. So the vision that she asked me, like the, the I don't know, specifics of the vision that she asked me, you know, what are your kids doing? Where are, that at? Where are they at? Where are you at? What's the house look like? What's this? So of course, in the vision, because it was 20 years out, my kids were grown and they were out of the house. But when they would stop by and they would stop by because they're part of the vision, right? I would be out in the backyard in these baggy overalls with the sun hat out on in the summer heat, gardening and probably in rain boots. Again, I understand that this vision is pretty ridiculous, so you get to make the vision of whatever you want it to be. But the point of it, I want you to dig into what that vision represents. That's really the meat of it. That's the meat of this work. For me, that vision represented peace. It represented self-assurance. It represented self-reliance. It represented self-love. It represents health. And it represented me doing something that was just something I enjoyed not for another person, right? That's that social self, right? Like I have to be doing something functional that other people benefit from. You know, that was what my brain would want to say. But no, me gardening is something that's just for me that I get to enjoy, just me. I get to plant what I love. I get to play in the dirt. I get to see the worms, all of that. I love that. Obviously not everybody loves that. That's not everybody's favorite vision or feel good vision, right? But for me, that was just about me. It was about self-love. It was about self-reliance. It was about self-assurance. It was about peace and it was about my health. So that vision for me is my authentic self. For me, when I think about what I am authentically, that vision represents my authentic self. So when you dig into this, I want you to think about the feelings that you're looking for, right? What feelings? My feelings was peace, health, self-love, self-assurance, self-reliance, those kinds of things. I want you to recognize those feelings are all available to you right now, even if you're not living that future vision of you. When you can start to Figure out a way to have those feelings today instead of waiting until you have that vision, the the garden, the hat, the overalls, the boots, all of it. When you can learn to start feeling those feelings today, even when that vision isn't quite real for you yet, isn't quite there, hasn't become yet, you can start to become that vision so much easier, right? It's so much easier to become that person if you can have the feelings right now. That's just how it works. You feel that way right now. Think about when you started parenting. You didn't know that feeling that you would have about disciplining your children, right? When they were seven and they fibbed about getting in the cookie jar, you realize that there's like some love that will be in there. It won't just be like, gosh, you're horrible about having the cookie jar, right? That feeling of love though happened long before the experience of having to discipline your your children with love, right? In the presence of love, having to still offer discipline, that feeling of love came far before that experience. And that's what I'm saying it's so much easier to have the experience that you dream of 
when you can just get the feelings. And that's kind of what we do in coaching. That's what we work on. We work on getting those feelings first, and then your actions become so much more organic and easy because you have the feeling that goes along with it. That's coaching work. But I want you to see where those feelings are available to you right now, and they're coming from that authentic self in your body, in that core of you. Let's talk about how this is so important for naturally healthy living because it becomes a very compelling reason. Remember, authentic is indisputable. So there's no argument that can disillusion this vision of you. So I'm going to talk about some examples where we see this. We see this in people-pleasing. So um, my favorite example to talk about when I talk about people-pleasing is the way that we feel obligated to do things, right? So the school PTA is my favorite example, right? They are having a bake sale and they want you to bake three dozen cookies, okay? So what that looks like is you either get to bake the three dozen cookies or you say no, right? Some people will say that they're going to do the three dozen cookies even though they don't really want to. And they have so much resentment and they have so much avoidance of getting it done that they wait until the very last minute, right? And the night before, suddenly they're spewing out three dozen cookies from their oven because they have to do it. And they hate it and they're mad and they stay up late and they're frustrated with it, right? That comes from your social self. That is not your authentic self. That is not a representation of your authentic self. That is a representation of your social self when you have those feelings, right? In the end, your authentic self may want to say, no, I don't want to cook the cookies. I don't want to bake three dozen cookies. And giving yourself the permission to not bake the three dozen cookies is what aligns you with that authentic self. It is you advocating for your authentic self. It is you representing yourself authentically versus saying you want to do something that you don't really want to do. That is not really authentic. So some people will just say no. I don't I do this. I like am horrible at cooking, first off. Second, I don't really want to bake three dozen cookies. I don't mind contributing. I am happy to contribute, but I'm not going to do it in that way. And if the PTA president comes up to me and she's like, but this is ridiculous. Everybody needs to help out, blah, 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 blah. She can feel that way. That's fine. But I'm representing my authentic self and my authentic self does not agree with that. And that's cool. I don't have to agree with her. She can have her opinion. I can have my representation of my authentic self and I just do what's in alignment with that. And there's no argument about it suddenly, right? Like she can think that. But that's not who I am, and I don't need to be who she thinks I need to be. I need to be who I think I need to be. I need to be authentically aligned with who I am. So I don't cook them. I don't do it. Now, I do have a thought that I want to contribute. I want to be a helper. You know, the um, Mr. Rogers line of no matter what's going on in the world, how bad or how good it is, look around, there's always helpers. I want to be a helper. I totally want to be a helper. That's totally in alignment with my authentic self. So I find other ways that I can help. You know, I'm not going to cook, but I'll come and sell cookies. I'll come and help with the table. I'll send money and my kids can buy cookies. I will buy two dozen cookies and I'll contribute money. I'll help that way and then I'll bring them to the church and let the church use them, you know, for fellowship hour or whatever. I find ways to contribute because I want to be a helper and that is in alignment with who I am, with my authentic self, but not cooking. That's not in alignment with my authentic self. I don't like it. I don't do it well. It's not who I am, and I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. So 
People-pleasing is a great example of where you can lose the argument. There's no amount, there's no story the PTA president is going to tell me that is going to compel me to want to cook those cookies, to want to bake those cookies, and I'm not going to do it. I'll help in any other way, but I'm not going to do that. So other places you see this, in food pushers, right? So Aunt Margaret at the 4th of July picnic has baked a cherry pie, and she really feels strongly that you need to try it. So our social self says that, yeah, we should probably comply with Aunt Margaret's wishes because she's going to feel better and it's really important that we make everybody feel good. That's what our social self says, right? That's that social um, norms that we're expected to follow. But my authentic self says, no, cherry pie makes my blood sugars go high. And I feel physically sick when that happens. And then my mind worries about what's going to happen with my health because I ate the cherry pie. That's not in alignment with my authentic self. And I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to be that person that does that. And Aunt Margaret can understand or she cannot understand, but I'm going to act from this alignment with my authentic self. And when you do that, of course, you can't argue, right? Like there's, like if you go to Aunt Margaret and you say, look, Aunt Margaret, I have diabetes and this makes my sugars go sky high and I feel sick when that happens and then I worry about my health and I don't like worrying about my health. I'm not going to eat that pie. I hope you understand. That authentic representation is so hard to argue with. What is Aunt Margaret going to say? No, I want you to feel horrible and I want you to worry about your health all the time. Aunt Margaret's never going to say that. And that's that indisputable component of it, right? It's just indisputable. I'm representing myself authentic, authentically and you can't argue with it. It's just indisputable. Another time, and I teach my children about this, I teach this about friendships at school, like when you're making friends, right? Like sometimes they'll come to me and they're just like, I just don't like that kid. I just don't like hanging out with them. We don't like the same things. We don't want to do the same things. I don't like to talk about what they like to talk about. We just, I don't like hanging out with them, but I feel like I have to be their friend. And what I talk about with my children is like, yeah, you can totally love them. You can recognize that they have value in the world, right? Like that they're, what they want to talk about is totally valuable to talk about but maybe just not something you're interested in. So you don't have to not like them to not hang out with them. Because what kids a lot of times will do is they'll make up a story about why they don't like the kid. Like the kid's mean, the kid's not nice, the kid lies, the kid cheats, the kid steals. They'll make up these stories about why they don't like the kid. And some of them may be true. Maybe the kid did steal something. I don't know. But that's not why you don't want to hang out with them. You don't want to hang out with them because you don't enjoy hanging out with stealers, right? Maybe the kid really did cheat on a test. And it's not that they're cheaters that makes you like think that they're horrible and bad. It's just that you don't want to hang out and associate with people who cheat. And that, when you take it in that tone, like, I just don't like that. I don't want to talk about those things. They don't interest me. You authentically represent who you are then suddenly you can't argue about it, right? It's indisputable. You just don't enjoy that. Like you still have value in the world, right? Like you still are a valuable human being. I just don't want to hang out with you because I don't have similar interests as you. It's hard to argue about that. It's hard to argue with that. It allows somebody to have their value and be their authentic self and you to also have your value and be your authentic self. So these are the places that I help my clients, of course, see this. But then I also help my clients answer the question, are you honoring your authentic self? Are you honoring your authenticity? 
you might get a thought into your head that you want to do something that is not in alignment with your authentic self, right? You want to do something that's unhealthy. You want to have a three-pound bag of peanut butter M&Ms. I don't know if they make them in three-pound bags. They may just have pound bags and then five-pound bags. But you get my point, right? You're going to try to say, but yeah, authentically, I really want the pizza. Authentically, I really want the wings. Authentically, I really want to go and tie on a good drunk with my friends. Authentically, I really want to not exercise. But you know this does not align with that vision of yourself. So if you ask yourself, does eating the pizza align with that future vision of myself where I have that feeling of peace, that feeling of self-assurance, that feeling of self-reliance, that I have that self-love? Is it in alignment with that? Because if it's not in alignment with those feelings, then the answer to the question, is that truly your authentic self, is no. It's just a thought error. Nothing's gone wrong. You're running a pattern of thoughts that you've practiced for many, many, many years before you realized it was a problem. And it's all okay. It's totally normal. But it's not authentically you. Recognizing that it's not authentically you is the key, right? So how do you determine your authenticity? This can be difficult and it really takes some time. It takes some time spending an introspection of what you really want and who do you really want to be. So some questions that I find help my clients. Number one, who do I want to be in one year, in 10 years, in 30 years? For some, for my clients, I also encourage them to look at what do you want to be at the end of your life? What do you want that to look like? I ask them where they want to be with their partner, um, with their kids, with their professional life, their professional relationships, with their family of origin in one year, in 10 years, in 30 years, at the end of their life. What do they want that to look like? And then I ask my clients how their health is currently impacting those visions, that vision, one year, 10 years, 30 years, the end of your life. How is your current health impacting that? How is your current health affecting your ability to achieve it? How am I currently aligned with that authentic vision and version of myself, with that authentic self? So for my example of gardening, I want you to understand, I certainly don't have that experience. That vision has not been realized for me. I do not have a huge garden. I don't even have the overalls yet. I do have the boots and the sun hat, but I don't have the overalls yet. But for my day-to-day decisions on my day-to-day living, I keep that vision in my head. And I'll tell you, when I'm out shopping, like, if I see a rack of overalls, I'm, like, looking through the overalls. Is that part of my vision? Is that part of my vision? I haven't bought the overalls yet because I haven't found them. But the places where this vision is most real for me right now is the way that I feel, is how how am I feeling. So for me, where I do see this vision of myself realized is in my inner peace. I currently am actively honing things in my life to create inner peace, things like a daily meditation practice, things like a yoga practice, things like thought awareness and thought work. Those things are helping me to feel the inner peace that I want from that future vision of myself. Those things are currently being realized in my life. That's why it's so important to figure out the feelings that go along with it, right? The other thing, self-reliance. Learning that I can trust myself to do what I say I'm going to do even when a whim arises and tries to pull me away from what I want to do, right? what I know is right, what is in alignment with that authentic self. So examples of this in my daily life is my eating, my workouts, my commitment to my business. So 
Today, I woke up after a super fun weekend, right? So Friday night, we had a camp out with friends of mine that I've known for 15 at least years, maybe longer. Great friends. Um, We've been through a lot together. There's four of us girls, five of us girls, really, but four of us were there that night. We all have kids that are similar ages. So we decided that we wanted to have a pool party camp out. One of the girls has a pool at her house. She has some land. So we were all going out there to have a camp out with all the kids. There was the pool. There was food. They were going to have – it was a blast, right? We were all going to have tons of fun, and we did, right? So the kids swam all night. The kids stayed up late talking. I think my the boys stayed up till like – they said 2.30 in the morning. I can't even imagine. But we were up until 1.30, and I know the boys were up that late. I got to stay up talking with these old friends about everything, you know, all the things that are important, raising our kids, what's going on in the state of the world, coronavirus, racial tensions in this country, all sorts of things we got to stay up and talk about and really have just a wonderful experience together. I did not get enough sleep, of course. So Saturday when we came home from this experience, which was wonderful, I was really exhausted I did make my food plan for Sunday, which is something I'm pretty strict about doing. I'm pretty good about doing. I want to call it strict, but I'm just pretty practiced at making my food plans for the next day. But I didn't plan my workout plan, and that's something I do most of the time. So this morning, this Sunday, right? So Sunday I woke up, and my initial thought was, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do for a workout. I didn't plan it. I don't know what I'm going to do. What, you know, what's the plan? What am I going to do? And then I got onto myself, what I call getting onto my thoughts, right? I'm onto you. I see what you're doing. My brain is trying to create a lot of drama that was totally unnecessary. What I realized is I don't need to plan every step of my workout, right? I don't need to do that. I can totally trust myself to do exactly what I need to do. And then the thought came to me, what is my pattern? What do I need to do? My pattern of workout is cardio. I do cardio most days. And then every other day, I alternate weights and yoga. So what did I do on my last workout? My last workout, I did weights. So what does that mean for today? That means cardio and yoga for me today. So just do it. There doesn't need to be any drama. I didn't need to see it written on a piece of paper so that I could do it right. what's right for me. I know what's right for me. All of the time, I know exactly what's right for me. So how is that for self-assurance, self-reliance, self-love? Did I serve my health? Absolutely. I had all of these things. Was there peace with it? Yes. Absolute peace with it. The point I want you to see here is I may not have the complete vision of myself yet. You know, the garden, the overalls, the hat the boots. I don't have it all yet, but I'm building those parts by building those feelings and learning that I have those available. And that's the point. That's what leads to me living this authentic version of myself. So this becomes your compelling reason, right? It becomes your compelling vision, really. And it's authentic and you can't argue with it, right? It comes from this place of authenticity, of honoring yourself, of honoring your goals, And when it's authentic, you cannot argue with it. So what do you authentically want for your future? What do you authentically want for your health? When you think about this from a place of authenticity, you cannot argue with it. Even when you might have the thought from your social self or your primitive brain saying, but what if? What if it's not right? What if I get hungry? What if somebody says something about me not eating? What if somebody notices that I'm not eating cake? What if I can't do it? What if I fail? All of these what-ifs steal your dream away from you. These questions are not aligned with your authentic vision. And when you spend some time, when you spend your time focusing on answering all of these questions that aren't aligned with your authentic vision, it's wasted. 
So instead of worrying about those questions, think about the authentic answers to these issues. Think of how you, from that place of this authentic vision of yourself, would answer these questions. What if it's not right? Well, my authentic self will know exactly what's right for me. And more importantly, will do what's right for me. I know that about my authentic self. What if I get hungry? I know I can handle hunger. My authentic self understands that I can handle it and no one is going to die and nothing's gone wrong. What if I can't do it? The vision of my authentic self I have for me in my future can do it. She does do it. And right now I'm learning how to do it. I can see that. So this is just a scared thought error. I don't need to worry about it. What if somebody says something? Here's the deal, friends. My authentic self tells me somebody will say something, and that's fine. Nothing has gone wrong here either. People say things all the time. Like, those overalls, they're ridiculous, and that hat looks silly, and you smell like yard work, and the sun's bad for your skin, and those flowers aren't great. You should plant something else. And why would you grow your own food? You can buy it at the store. People will totally say these things, and that's okay. They can have their opinion, but this is who I am authentically, and there's nothing to argue about here. It's such empowering work. It's such authentic work, for lack of a better word, right? It's so empowering for you. So what if your vision changes? Like people be like, yeah, but what if it changes? Suddenly I don't want to do it. Sometimes our brain offers us this as a reason to do something that doesn't serve our goal. This is where being aware of what the feelings that your authentic self is looking for, right? Because you're not going to authentically want to feel something different. So if I decide that my garden, gardening dream is no longer my dream, it no longer represents that authentic vision of myself, or there's something else that I want more that represents that authentic vision of myself also, like I don't want to be a gardener in the Midwest. I want to move to the beach and be a surfer and live on the waves and have the ocean outside. That also like is a tempting dream for me. And the reason that I know that it is still consistent with my authentic self is because there's still the feeling of peace and self-reliance and self-assurance and self-love. All of that stuff still goes with that vision. I know that my authentic self would not have a vision for me that was feeding my face with Snickers bars and pizza, making myself feel sick, making my body physically ill with diabetes. That vision would mean feeling nauseous and fatigued and physically ill in my body every day. And it would also mean feeling worried and anxious in my mind every day about my health. And that is not consistent or aligned with that authentic vision of myself. So your vision can change. And how you decide whether that vision is authentically you is the feelings that go along with it. You get to decide whether it's a change that you authentically want to make based on those feelings that go along with it. So my challenge to you today is that you think of authentically who you want to be. Who do you authentically want to be in the future? Take some time with this. Think about it. Think not only of the vision, but of the feelings that you have going along with this vision. The great part of the authenticity of this is that like the definition says, it's of an undisputed origin. You cannot argue with it. Once you tap into who you authentically want to be, 
and the feelings you want to have regarding your life and your relationships and your health, then you can start making changes in your life to get you to that place. Changes in your health to get you to that place. When your brain offers you something that doesn't align with that, you see them for what they are. They're just thought errors. And you move forward from there. Even if you believe your brain for a moment and you have an action that's not aligned with that authentic self, you recognize this is not who I am and it's not who I want to be. It's just an error and I can still move forward from here. Nothing's gone wrong. So again, this can be applied to all aspects of your life, not just your health, your rela- but it can go to your relationships, to your finances, to how you show up in your professional life and your work, everywhere. And you start anchoring into that authentic vision of yourself and nobody can argue with that. You get to start advocating for who you are and that creates self-love because it's nothing to argue with. Like nobody can talk you out of it. This is just authentically who I am. So this, of course is the work. This is the really, really powerful work that we do in coaching that helps my clients reach their health goals. They start to live a naturally healthy life off of medications and they get to have the worry-free living that comes along with that. They get to end the struggle of constantly wanting it and never getting there. This is the powerful work that we do that makes a huge difference in your life. So, If that's something you're interested in, please email Delane at DelaneMD, set up a time, we'll set up a consult, and we'll figure out how to get you on that path for you. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I will be back next week. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the summer. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.